and welcome to Breakfast with the Bee. I am your host, Johnny Good Times. Joining me is my sidekick. I'm Dr. Eisenberg. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning, Beatniks. Good morning, and good morning to all you fine folks out there who listen to podcasts, keeping the scene alive. Johnny, did you hear about this podcast documentary that they're working on? I did not, because I feel like we were not contacted, nor should we have been. No, no, no one has yet approached Beak Headquarters. It's not done yet, though. I heard uh, uh, Graham Elwood talking about this. Okay. He's a frequent guest on Doug Loves Movies. He's on some show called Comedy Film Nerds. and He's been doing interviews. They got a Kickstarter this month. Okay. And... But they wanna they wanna make a documentary about podcasting and how not only the people who podcast but also how podcasts affect the lives of the listeners. Uh, exercise is less boring. Well, that's part of it, right? Like he actually cited like you know people who write into their favorite podcasters and talk about how like they have shitty boring jobs and it makes their day suck less. Yeah, that's which a, which seems to be a big deal, like you know, in the 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 listening public. Yeah, no. As far as I can tell, the uh, the the function of podcasts is if you've got a mindless, repetitive task to do, yeah, listen to some people talk. With yeah, I mean, it's like talk radio, but more focused. Yeah, you know, more focused, less horrible people involved. Yeah, like if you just turn on the radio, you know, it's Limbaugh or Stern or a shock jock or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then maybe songs. Yeah. Whereas with podcasts, you know, obviously, y'all are doing it now. Exactly. It's a specific people you want to hear or a specific topic you want to hear. Exactly. And you can turn it off, but don't. No, not, not in this case. Not in this case. Keep it on. Yeah, but anyway, so they haven't made it yet? But it waits for you. It waits for you. You know, you don't just have to tune in halfway through the show and be like, oh, well, I guess I'll never know. That's true. It's on your time. Yeah. Yeah. But he also, he he cited a number, and I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's like 90% of the population still doesn't even know what a podcast is. That sounds right. Yeah. But, like, hypothetically, because there's way more people who have Netflix accounts that listen to podcasts. Correct. He's what they want to do is they want to make this thing and get it up on Netflix right away because Netflix is full of like documentaries. All the documentaries you hear about, yeah, they get up on there they quickly. Go to Netflix. Maybe an extra five or ten percent of if, the population. If you want to learn anything about weed or UFOs, mm-hmm. just get a Netflix subscription because they'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still been meaning to watch that one about the whale. Oh, yeah. Blackfish. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds sad. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, enjoy our comedy program. Let's talk about a dead whale. (laughs) Point is... It's an intelligent creature. Anyway. (laughs) Point is, John. (laughs) Sorry. And I do love whales. I do. Uh, You do. I do as well. Yeah. But the point is, uh, uh, for anyone who is years in the future and has seen Graham Elwood's documentary... And is given podcasts a try for the first time. Yep. And happened to land on this one. Somehow. Welcome. You were like, hey, I wonder if any podcasts have talked about the Pina Colada song. Oh, good news. I apologize for not being Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah, well, I always am kind of apologizing for that. I don't even own a suit. No, not a good one. No, no, I don't know. What good one? (laughs) I don't own a bad one. Well, yeah. Yeah. I have a blazer that's okay. Well... it's not okay. great. It's yeah. not great. Well, it, the thing is, I don't have anything that matches. Yeah, no. It, I, have, I have some horrible blazers. You do have some I have blazers. one okay blazer, and I don't have anything to wear it with. It's an adequate blazer. <laughs>
Well, well <laughs> I'm not PFT. Exactly. Anyway, should we just get right down to topicking? I don't see why not. That's yeah. that's what uh, our first time listeners came for. They came. They came. Okay. The reason they downloaded this one specifically for from, their very first podcast from the future. They from came. the future is because okay, and they didn't. They didn't come for just any. They didn't go for Pina Colada song or Purple People Eater or you know <laughs> beans. <laughs> they came because they saw the topic. That we are about to roll. And they are just waiting. When are they going to get to? I don't know what. Because I don't know what the topic is yet. All right. We don't know until you roll. They know. People of the future. I hope it's not beans again. We took it off the list. (laughs) Oh, good. We are never putting beans back on the list. (laughs) Thank God. Okay, people of the future. We're about to find out what you already know. Yeah. You're witnessing a moment in history. You're witnessing the making of... Breakfast with the Beak. Let's drag this out a little more. Let's talk even less about the topic. We're going to find out what weird-ass thing they're into. Oh, God. Yeah. Let's find out. Oh, man. Nineteen. Nineteen. What is topic number nineteen, Johnny? Topic number nineteen is... Ebola. Jesus Christ, future people. Ebola. Ebola. Submitted by... Jeannie in New Haven, Connecticut. Thank you, Jeannie. Yeah. What the fuck, future people? Wow. Like, oh my god, what's happening in the future that you all need to know about this? That's, oh, ooh, wow. Oh, this chilling portent of things to come. I know. Holy shit. Ebola. We gotta stop living our lives based on time travel here. I mean, we gotta not. (laughs) You know what? We can't do that, okay? Every decision we make snuffs out a billion potential existences. We have to not think about this. Well, I don't don't know how to turn it off, man. We're living in a complex, multi-dimensionality... Okay, people of the future, we're going to stop addressing you for a while. Just roll with it. Yeah. People of the present. I hope you're okay. Yeah. All right, so... Ebola. <laughs> the Ebola, obviously the Ebola virus, she means, not yes. the river yeah, in yeah. Africa. Yeah. But uh, this is interesting, Johnny. Well, how is tourism doing at that river these days? Anyway, poorly. I would assume. Quite poor. Well, yeah. it's Africa, well, okay? Well, yeah. Like, there are obviously parts of Africa that are nice. I've heard good things about, like, you know, if you can get past all the... Political and racial stuff. South Africa is supposed to be pleasant. There are parts, yeah. It's supposed uh-huh. to be nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, Egypt is always interesting. Well, Egypt is Egypt. A lot Egypt of is like, that's the Sahara. That's not, We're talking sub-Saharan Africa. Right? On, the, on the other hand, there was that there was that place uh, uh, last month where they were auctioning off rhino kills. Yeah. So, Africa's always tricky. Well, yeah. the point is, <laughs> whatever tourists were going to see the Ebola River, mm-hmm. is there a less inviting pair of words <laughs> than Ebola River. That's a good point. That's a good point. Obviously, it was called that before they found the disease. Yes, the disease is named for the river. Right. But if it were reversed, what if there were Influenza River? Yeah. Or Hepatitis River? <laughs> good times. No, not at all. No, not no. All. That's where you stay that, away from. Actually, uh, Lake Hepatitis is a, or was a regular feature at the Gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> No, that's not a joke. That's what they called it. Wait, what? There was a... I mean, that's not the name of the lake. It's just this pond at the place where they had it. In Detroit? No, at the gathering in Cave-In Rock, Illinois. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like what you're saying is true, and it's frightening. It is true, but they got kicked out of that venue. I'm not surprised. No. 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 Bear in mind, this is a town that has a biker festival, too. (laughs) 
You know what? Anyway, let's if not talk I... about Juggalos. Let's okay. talk about Ebola. All right, all right, all right. Johnny, this is interesting in part because we've never done a show about a disease. This is true. We've done parasites. We did bed bugs, you know. We've right, right. Insects and so forth. Yeah. And, and we've done animals. And we've done animals. We've done vegetables. We did beans. In <laughs> <laughs> a whole fucking episode about beans. You don't need to listen to that one. It's funnier than you remember. I don't care. <laughs> um, but no, we've never talked about a disease. I should point out at this juncture. All right. Not a real doctor. Uh, no, uh, and you're not. Dr. Heisenberg, in case anyone was unclear, yeah. Dr. Heisenberg is not a real doctor. And uh, since we're talking about Ebola, I cannot promise anybody any good times. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny, nervous times. Perhaps. I am about to have some very fucking nervous times. Because <laughs> uh, I'm one of those people, you know there are those people who constantly check WebMD. Sure. Like, oh God, what do I have? What part of my body are they going to have to cut off? Those people are called hypochondriacs. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm either one level down or one level up from that, depending on how you view it. What does that mean? It means that I have forced myself to stop looking at WebMD. Mm. I, at least you've admitted that you have a problem. Yeah, I do not read WebMD anymore because every time I try to look for symptoms of something... It's like I find some disease where the treatment is like amputation of the head, you know? <laughs> like, uh, vampirism? I guess. I don't know. Could I have that? I mean... Uh, there are symptoms. Yeah, well... It's interesting that you mention that, though, because I actually have the WebMD fact sheet on the Ebola virus open here on my phone. You asshole. So, we'll just, uh, uh, so let's just run this down first before maybe we get into the history of the Ebola virus. Excellent. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So, let's see. Symptoms, okay, so it's got uh, a time frame and then uh, uh, a majority and uh, a minority. Oh, good. So, within a few days of becoming infected with the Ebola virus, Mm -hmm. symptoms that occur in most Ebola patients are high fever, headache, muscle aches, stomach pain, fatigue, and diarrhea. I have had all of those at the same time. Okay. Not recently, but I have had them, and every one of those times it could have been Ebola. It turned out not to be, but I'm glad I didn't know that. Now, symptoms that occur in just some of the Ebola patients in the same few-day time frame, sore throat, hiccups, rash, red and itchy eyes, vomiting blood, and bloody diarrhea. Well, I, uh... I've had some of those. Some of those, okay. I'm happy to say... Thus far, my life has not involved a whole heck of a lot of bloody diarrhea. That's a plus. That's a a good time. Okay, so then it goes on. Within one week of becoming infected with the Ebola virus, some patients have blindness and bleeding. Uh, Neither of those yet. Okay, but also within one week of becoming infected with Ebola virus, most patients experience chest pain, shock, and death. Well, death, uh... So... You know, you, I guess I'm definitely not suffering from that one. That's a plus. Yeah. Yeah. What's it mean if just, like, my shoulder hurts? Um, do you want me to look it up right now? No. Okay. Please, God, don't. Because, <laughs> I mean, I've got all of WebMD at the tip no, of my fingers. No, fuck it, fuck it. Okay. Put it away, put it away. It's interesting, though, that this is... The, that WebMD just mentions, like, bleeding. Yeah. Because one of the major, you know, signifiers... In, in culture in the last few decades of Ebola mm-hmm. is 
the 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 hemorrhage hemorrhaging it's called a hemorrhagic fever yeah because blood comes out of every hole in your body that blood can come out of every orifice yep your eyes your mouth your nostrils your genitals yeah uh your pores in general any cuts yeah you you bleed infected blood yeah you all over the place blorping it out of wherever it can escape it's it's horrible it's <laughs> it's very very infectious too it's uh uh, basically if you come into contact with any of the fluids of an ebola patient you're Uh, you're getting it Uh, like it doesn't even have to get into like an open cut you just have to touch it basically pretty much and my understanding of the uh ebola virus uh is that it multiplies in addition to being crazy contagious it multiplies so fast that within a couple of days it just completely overwhelms your immune system. Like I, you can't even try to fight it off. See, now I believe that. Uh-huh. But at the same time, you know, silver lining. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's too good at being a virus. The, the, the people who get it die too fast to infect a lot of people. That is absolutely true. I mean, that's kind of, that, that, that kind of seems to be one of the signals. So it was, it was discovered in the 1970s for okay. the first time, and I'm sure it had happened from time to time. Yeah, yeah. But but since then, every documented outbreak is always, like, in one place. It flares up, kills a bunch of people. Everyone gets wise to it, and then it peters out because everyone's taking precautions. Yeah. You know, biohazard suits, burning the bodies, yeah. so forth. It's the same reason a zombie plague wouldn't take off because mm-hmm. we're smart, they're dumb, we have guns. They have teeth. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's a... the, the the entire premise of shows like The Walking Dead is yeah. ludicrous because like they they have scenes where like they're what happened at a military base when there were zombies. Yeah, a military base. Come on, yeah. It's like... Trained soldiers with endless guns. Yeah. No, no. Those zombies are down in an afternoon. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. oh, the sound of the gunfire attracted more zombies. You, it's a whole base. Yeah! It's like a lot of soldiers with, you know, guns and shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I'm sure even though some of them are just, you know, new recruits, I'm sure they can be deputized or whatever. I mean, that's not the term, but... Uh, No, it's not. But, you know, like when the police need more people, you know, like that, but with with the army. They say, hey, cadet, see that gun? Pick it up. Yeah, exactly. It's like, come on. Yeah, no, it's, uh, no. It's actual zombies. Let's deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying zombies are impossible. I'm saying a Walking Dead scenario was ludicrous. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think people would just be smarter than they are on that show. <laughs> yeah, those guys are fucking idiots. Yeah, well... <laughs> anyway. Anyway, the point is that, that, that uh, you know, Ebola happily... Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, it sucks, people die, it's horrible, shitting blood and so forth. Right. Is this also the one that liquefies organs, or...? <laughs> Um, didn't hear about that. See, that's the thing. Like, there's the popular sort of pop culture understanding of Ebola. Right. Which is that it just turns your insides to goop, and they all come out, and then you die. Um, maybe? I mean, I'm not an expert, but I I didn't come across that. Yeah, I feel like listing of symptoms, I mean, yeah, okay, they're going to list the symptoms that you can see. I can't see inside of myself to see what my organs are turning into. That sounds like what happens when you're a fly and you get bitten by a spider. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, know, I mean, and that it is... It turns your insides into a liquid lunch. Yeah, and that's horrifying. Right. And even though, you know, spiders don't get big enough to do it to us, happily. Sure. Great. Yeah. Awesome. 
Thanks, spiders, for staying little. Uh huh. Uh, absolutely. But despite that, you know, I think people do have sort of a fear of that happening now that we know that it happens. Well, that's true. That it can happen in nature. Yeah. If there were a spider the size of the Empire State Building, well, it could absolutely wrap you in a web and liquefy your insides and suck them out like a straw. Wouldn't even need to be that big. Spider the size of a truck could handle it, you know? Actually, that's a good point. That's a closer ratio. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so keep an eye out for spiders the size of a truck. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, the whole reason the AIDS epidemic was such a big deal is because the incubation stage takes a really long time. Yeah, even even in the 80s when we didn't know how to treat it, we didn't have drugs for it, even when it was like, you know, right. within a couple of years or less, mm-hmm. you were, you know, dead. Right. That's still, a, that's still a good long time. That's months or years, you know? Yeah, you can have AIDS and not know about it for years. Yeah. And, you know, pass it on to a shit ton of sexual partners. Exactly. In the process. You know, Ebola... <laughs> You're going to know very quickly. You're going to find out quick. I mean, even when it's just the first few days and you have, you know, the the not terrifying symptoms. Even a crazy fever is pretty bad. You're still calling in sick to work. Oh, yeah. You know, totally. You're going to be like, I think I'm going to miss that flight. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's why I'm not super scared of Ebola. Yeah. Is because it's not going to wipe people out. Not not the way we feared it would in the 90s, certainly. At least not in its present form. Not in its present form. Now, are you familiar with the, the uh, Reston incident in Reston, Virginia? I am not. Oh, crap. That's, well, that's here, kind of. That's here. Well, it's what the movie Outbreak is based on. I've seen that movie. Okay. I haven't actually seen it. I did read The Hot Zone by Richard Preston in the 90s. Okay. The, which is now a 20-year-old book. Oh, God. It was kind of like the book on Ebola. Yeah, because in the 90s, it was a... The, the Ebola was, you know, big. It was. I don't want to be like, you know, oh, Ebola was cool in the 90s. Remember that? Jay Leno was still making jokes about it right up till he retired, but... <laughs> Boosh. Because, uh, you know, that's how you know something was big in the 90s. It was relevant. It was yeah. on the tip of the tongue. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just, for whatever reason, that's the moment it became newsworthy. Yeah. And I assume it's because of this incident you're about to horrify the shit out of me with. Okay, so here's what happened. Okay. There was a research facility in Reston, which is near D.C. Yes. And uh, they had a bunch of monkeys. And the monkeys started coming down with Ebola. Oh, crap. And they were panicked. They sounded the proper alarms. There, were, there was uh, one corner of the facility that had, like... 90 monkeys in it, and they all started catching it from each other. Oh, Jesus. Um, so, in secret, the military went in and killed all 90 monkeys. Well, so, just, I mean, yeah, it's sad, but it's just monkeys. Right. Go on. I mean, well, they're lab monkeys, so they were doomed anyway. Well, there you go. But then... So better that than, like, lipstick in the eyes or whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, actually, well, you know. Anyway. Um, I mean, like, a good, clean, you know, death in combat, not Ebola. <laughs> That's true. Bullet to the brain or bleed out for, like, a week. See, I'll take the bullet. All right. Yeah, but... um, and I think I burned them, but that's beside the point. You know, well... it's, it's, it's military burning. It's flamethrowers. Yeah. Anyway, but then the rest of the facility, which were, like, in different lockdown rooms and stuff... All the other monkeys started catching Ebola, so they started panicking because they they thought it must be getting through the ventilation system. Like, the that strain of Ebola had become airborne. Oh, fuck. So then the military went in and killed every monkey in the place. Yeah. Like, 400-odd monkeys. And they contained it. 
Okay. Humans didn't know humans died in that outbreak. Oh, well, that's good. So, happy ending. Yeah. Um, but one of the big fears, because obviously viruses mutate. Yes. That's why, that's, well, for example, that's why you need a new flu shot every year. Yeah. Because influenza mutates, like, against, you know, our normal human antibodies. Yeah, uh, correct. And if it's just mutating against, you know, the white blood cells and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, we adapt or we don't adapt. You die from flu every year, that kind of thing. Unless it's a crazy adaptation, like becoming airborne. Yeah. Yeah. No, that actually, I was about to say, prior to you bringing up this incident, which I didn't really know about, uh-huh. I had a whole plan as soon as that topic popped up. Mm-hmm. I was going to talk about the movie Outbreak. I was going to talk about how that movie's bullshit because over the course of like 24 hours, this disease goes from just, you know, dangerous to... Airborne super plague, and I'm like, come on, a, what a fucking coincidence that the useful mutation happens to show up right at that moment. Pfft, come on, <laughs> nope, nope, really happened, <laughs> happened for real. Yep, a little bit, little bit. <laughs> Only happened to monkeys, but it happened. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, but I mean, you know, it's not that different. You know, the biochemistry of a monkey and the biochemistry of a human, pretty fucking close. Very close. Yeah. 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 So, hey, everyone, good news, that thing that I was sure couldn't happen, the thing that my knowledge that it couldn't happen allowed me to sleep at night. Sure. Well, fuck it. (laughs) It can happen. Yep. Keep WebMD open. Forever. Yeah. (laughs) Get under the covers, try to get real small. Duck and cover. That's all we got. That's all I can say. Well, there's another. There's another scary thing about Ebola. Okay. Besides all the horrible symptoms, the bleeding and the hemorrhaging and the contagion and whatnot. Oh, goody. There's more. Is no one knows exactly what it comes from. True. The prevailing theory, which has been the prevailing theory at least since the 90s, yeah, is that it comes from some sort of animal. Yes. Because what inevitably happens in some village in, like, you know, the Democratic Republic of the Congo or wherever is... Which is, I believe, where the Ebola River is. Yeah. There's, yeah. Well, there's four strains, and uh, I don't remember exactly what they're called at the top of my head. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or five strains, whatever. But what will happen is someone will mysteriously get it, and then will start to die and spread it around and then yeah. it'll flare up. You know? Nobody knows what they've got. They're like, we'd better treat this by getting very close to this person. Yeah. yeah. He starts feeling crappy, but, you know, he shakes hands with his neighbor. His yeah. neighbor starts to get sick. He infects his wife. And, you know, there's a... It's a bad time. Yeah. But, the, uh, uh, the, again, the prevailing theory is that it comes from some other sort of creature. So, I, I watched a, a Nova documentary on this. And, okay. um... There were some uh, European scientists that went down in, uh, it was Zaire at the time, for an outbreak. And while most of them were trying to educate the locals and, you know, treat patients, try to keep it contained as much as possible, there was this whole other team that went out in the jungle and started grabbing animals. Insects, bats, monkeys, and just started, like, testing every species of animal they could find. And there's there's footage of, like, these guys just catching bats and running, like, blood tests on them and stuff. Yikes. Because, you know, it comes from something. It, well, yeah, it's not just going to spontaneously show up. Right. And it, it's it, there's, there's some species, at least in Africa, that is a uh, carrier. Good times, everyone. Good yeah. news. Yeah. So it might be a bat. 
It might be a mosquito. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, God. Yeah. Yay. But so, yeah, something out there just always has Ebola. Hooray. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how, like, you know, sometimes mosquitoes have malaria. They sure do. So, like, sometimes you get bitten and it just sucks and it itches. But every once in a while you get bitten and you get malaria. Uh, yeah, every once in a while, you know. Yeah, a couple times a year it's just going to flare. Ah, oh, shit. Well, not you specifically. Yeah, yeah, I know. Humans. I, I understand. But, um, yeah, so that's that's a terrifying thing. And they still don't know. Uh, correct. Yeah. Right. As of the latest Wonderful. research I've, I've looked into. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel like if they knew you would have led with that. Right. It would have been like, yeah, it comes from this monkey. Or whatever. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I mean, because, you know, it, it, like, uh, and again, you know, the to go back to, you know, Ebola's sort of moment in the sun in the 90s. Sure. To go back to Outbreak. Yeah. It was always the monkey. You know, you right. see one of those little cute monkeys, the first thing in your head is, oh, it's an Ebola monkey, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, you just assume, hey, that thing's probably a carrier for something. Oh, yeah, if it was yeah. called the Ebola monkey? Well, it's not. <laughs> but I'm saying you see one of those kinds of monkeys, you know? Yeah. And you, you look, Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. A little spider monkey or whatever, you're like, huh, wonder what that little cute fella's a carrier for. <laughs> well. And uh, it's probably something you don't want. There so wa- don't eat it. Don't eat monkeys. Yeah, don't well, just don't eat monkeys in general. I it's, mean, they're not the best tasting meat. I would assume to begin not. With. They don't look terribly meaty. No, I've, a little stringy. I, I, I've I've read uh, accounts of like French soldiers during World War One, okay. who would like eat canned monkey because you know supplies were so scarce during World War One. So these aren't like this isn't they're desperate and they're catching monkeys. Somebody else is catching monkeys, <laughs> processing them, putting them into cans, and, and sending them to French and soldiers. Then sending yes. them to French soldiers. World War One was weird, man. Yeah, yeah, clearly. it was fucking twisted. Yeah. But no, <laughs> according to accounts, monkey tastes kind of like a really gamey, stringy beef. Yum. No. Yeah. See, and you can just eat cow. Yeah. No, I can get regular beef. I can cook it wrong and make it stringy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not a good time. Yeah. So just don't eat monkey. Yeah. I mean, that's several reasons not to eat a monkey. <laughs> also, sometimes they're funny. Yeah. You yeah. know, you don't want to eat something funny. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Like, have you ever seen a little monkey? You get it like... Put a little tie on it, you put it in front of a computer, and it types, it wants to do people stuff. Yeah, it rides a unicycle. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, well, smoking a cigar. Exactly, smoking monkey. (laughs) Monkeys that smoke are always great. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get better than a smoking monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Oh, oh! Speaking of monkeys, though, oh, back God. to the back to the topic. All right, more about monkeys. And um, there was a breakthrough last year. A oh, sci- a, a breakthrough within medical science. They may have found a cure for Ebola. Oh God, what is it? Um, well, it's a it's a thing. Um, it's a, like a drug. It's um, it, it because they well, okay, they, it's a thing. Then we narrow it down a little. <laughs> it's a drug. Okay, and now once you've said that, now we're getting into the territory of information that I couldn't have just guessed. Okay, <laughs> I am not a doctor. I understand that. All right, the way uh, uh, much like the flu, Ebola is uh, an RNA virus. Okay, it's like actually super simple in terms of you know its makeup. And they see, they sequenced its genes decades ago. Super easy to gene sequence. All right. Um, but uh, apparently it's like one of those things that like targets individual genes. Okay. Anyway, the point is 
They got four Reese's monkeys. They infected them with, according to the article I read, 30,000 times a normal contagious dose of Ebola. Well. And then gave them this drug cocktail. Okay. Every day for six days. All four monkeys were fine. Well. Cured. All right. Yeah. Good for the monkeys. So. Good for humanity. This was in 2013. Yeah. So, it's not a, obviously it's not a vaccine, it's an after-infection treatment, so, but, yeah. No, that's a, that's a good, that's a, that's a big step. (laughs) Yeah, you can't test it on people until people get it anyway. Yeah. So that's why there hasn't been any new information since this test in 2013. So, you know, just a little bit of uh, happy news for you, something to think about, something to ponder, somewhere right now, there's a group of scientists sitting around, just waiting for an Ebola outbreak. Like, oh man, we are going to rule this outbreak. We are going to be you know the kings what? of this outbreak. Actually, actually, that would be huge news. Okay. If Ebola broke out in the Congo, and these guys, I think it was a Canadian research team. Okay. So these fucking champions from Canada go down to Africa, uh, uh, break out their shining syringes, and say, Nobody panic, I'm a wizard. And they just inject everybody, and then the village is fine? Yeah. That will be awesome. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. So, there there might be a happy ending. I would definitely let him on to the Wizards Council for that. Totally. That's that's impressive uh, uh, medical stuff. Stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Damn it. Not a doctor. (laughs) You should have had a better word for it than the one I came up with. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. Medical research, medical progress, medical... Medical heroism. Medical heroism, my yeah. God, yes. Yeah. It, when it happens, it will be. So, you know, hey, people of the future, back to you folks. Hey. Give us an update on what happened. I guess we'll know. Well, here's the thing. The Maybe the people of the future uh, uh, saw this event happen... And they're like, oh, let's see what they thought about it in 2014 before we had this test. That's what I'm saying. You know, maybe it's like they're just researching the sad times. That's what I'm saying. Or maybe there's a sad chapter in the future. Maybe this spreads. Because, you know, epidemiologists always, if you, you know, get them drunk, will inevitably get dour and talk about the next plague. When are you getting drunk with epidemiologists? Not as often as I want to. I did not think so. Yeah. But you know, they some some of them blog. They do. They do blog, and they do like to drink. Sure. And uh, not any specific kind of plot of of plague. No, no. <laughs> tell me about this plug. That's <laughs> what they call it in Belgium. A yeah. plug. Remember Alf? He's back in plug form. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> I should smack you across the room for that ridiculous reference. Well. <laughs> It's too late. Everyone's moved on. Nobody gives a shit anymore. Tell me more about this plog. <laughs> so, it, it, there's no specific plog anyone talks about. But the idea is just that, you know, there's, what, 7 billion humans on the planet. There sure are. There's tons of them packed into little cities. Yep. And uh, viruses mutate much faster than uh, more complex organisms do. All correct. Sooner or later, something's going to have, you know, the modern equivalent of the Black Plague. Also, also, there's shit like uh, uh, antibiotic-resistant uh, MRSA and, you know, 
Uh, all kinds of stuff. E, there sure is. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that antibiotics don't work on as much as they do. And and what is evolution? You kill the weak ones, and then the big ones multiply. They do. Yeah, yeah. And also, there's just a bunch of shit that antibiotics don't work on at all, because, you know, viruses and so forth. Mm-hmm. So, haha. Hey, you know, I read something a while back about... Uh, a team of scientists that were working on a, a universal antiviral drug, basically an antibiotic that works on antivirus, you know? Like something at the genetic level? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the way that antibiotics would work on, like, bacteria and infections and so forth, you know? Okay, sure. But for, you know, viral infections, and, uh, you know, at my first thought reading that was awesome, mm-hmm. and my second thought reading that was super AIDS. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah. That only works on everything until it doesn't work on one thing uh, that yeah. multiplies and spreads everywhere. Exactly. Right. So, But for all we know right now, there could be a strain of Ebola that is quietly mutating. And, I mean, like like you said, the, you know, biggest defense against Ebola is just how fast it happens. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, maybe it happens as bad, but it's slower. Like, you get it, and you carry it, and you spread it, but then... It erupts in two years. Wow. And how many hands do you shake? How many pieces of fruit that have been previously touched do you touch at the supermarket? Oh, God. How many subway poles do you grab when you're commuting? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. How many uh, How many people cough on you on the subway? All of them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They how many for me. There's something. They don't, they don't like my face. Okay. Okay. When you get change... At the bodega, when you buy, you know, a pack of smokes or milk or something. Oh, God, one time I got a nickel with a piece of gum stuck to it. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Think about any penny you touch has probably been touched by at least a thousand people. Oh, God, you know. And, like, you know, you're a kid, you swallow a penny, and you cry, and your parents are like, don't worry, we'll get it, you know. And most of the time, they just end up flushing that thing. Right. But sometimes... Someone goes in there, retrieves that penny, uh-huh. you know, you put it off to the side somewhere sure. because it's like, this is, we're not going to use this penny. Yeah. <laughs> but, but sooner or later, you know, you're just rounding up all the loose change in the house and into the jar it goes. And it's, up in the, it's up in the coin star. Yep. Yeah. Right next to where you buy your food. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You've probably handled a shit penny at some point in your life, everybody. Absolutely. You know, and so hopefully... You know, yeah. you, you, you avoid the bloody diarrhea. Jesus Christ. I found a less inviting pair of words than Ebola River. <laughs> diarrhea. Yeah. yeah. That's always awful. Oh, God. <laughs> no matter how it happens. Hey. Always go to the doctor when you have bloody diarrhea. Uh, it's uh, never good. You know, season maybe five or six spoilers, but uh, if you've read ahead in the books upon which Game of Thrones is based, uh, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of bloody diarrhea coming up on that show it's, in a few years. It's not all tits and swords. No. No. No, it's blood and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like the real Middle Ages. Yep. Actually. But there's still fun. There's still fun that will be had. There is fun to on, be had. On Game of Thrones. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, so like... Yeah, Ebola becoming even more airborne and like spreading around like ventilation systems and stuff. That's uh, that's one terrifying scenario. Uh, yes. But yeah, another one is like let's say you change the gestation period. Let's say it's just as contagious or more contagious like if it mutates. Mm-hmm. Everyone spreads around, but let's say it has a gestation period of 5 years. Oh, that's even more. And like you're a ticking time bomb but you don't know it. It spreads around, that wipes out 
billions of people. Potentially. Yeah, you know, uh, doctors aren't going to be looking for that when you go in for your checkup. You know, no one's you gonna... go in there and you say, "Hey, doctor, what's up? I'm here for my checkup. I'd like to point out I haven't been shitting blood." And the doctor's like, "Well, then I know what I'm not testing for." Yeah, and you know, it just slips by. No one's going to look for it until the first time it happens. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so. Who knows? It's been cool, everybody. Yeah. But... I mean, uh, maybe the people in the future are listening to this because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's like, oh, God, what did the people in the before time know about this, you know? Uh, merely paranoid speculation. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I really hope I didn't call it on this one. I hope the monkey cure is all she wrote, and it's just going to be Canadian heroes all the way. Yeah, no, I'd like for Canada to just do some more stuff. You know what? You know, I like Canada. It's a really nice country full of great people. Yeah. Rob Ford notwithstanding. Rob Ford notwithstanding. Most of the Canadians I actually know are awesome. And if anything, we're going to give them the reins for a while. Make yeah. them dominant. They're nice. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, Rob Ford now, he's famous. He's all over the news. Ha ha, look at this funny fat man smoking crack but also being a mayor. Right. You know, eh. yeah. Well, the point is, long before that was, you know, national or international news. Yeah. Canadians who I followed on Twitter mm-hmm. were making fun of him, and I was just so impressed. I was like, look at how engaged they are in local politics. <laughs> God, that's so cool. Look at them doing their civic duty, you know? And, I mean, now we know what was up, but uh, you guys were early to that party, and good for y'all. Yeah, so. yeah. They could tell right away he was a cross between Mary Quimby and a Chris Farley character. Uh, yes. (laughs) And actual Chris Farley. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that got sad. It did. Yeah. Well... Oh, that got sad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, not everything else about it. Not the Ebola virus mutating and destroying the world. Right. Yeah. No, that. Oh no, that was a little light entertainment for you folks. <laughs> yeah. You know, laugh at my terror. Little little Sunday morning breakfast uh, uh, fluff topic. Yeah. No. Hey, enjoying your breakfast? Let me use the phrase "shitting blood" again. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's talk about burning monkeys some more. Yeah, fry that bacon, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> um, yeah, but... I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, but this is what we know about Ebola. Yes. Again, if you have a horrible fever and you start to ooze, um, don't touch anything. Yeah. Uh, contact don't, a physician. Don't hug anyone. Yeah. But that's one of the one of the reasons you get big outbreaks in places like the Republic of the Congo in the first place. Yeah, Democratic Republic of the Congo. African town, African countries are very complicated. Yes, because yeah. they're it's a horrible uh, 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 land of civil wars and strife. Yeah, but and warlords and so forth. And so the names change all the time. Yeah, what what this means for you know us is about once a decade we all need to buy new globes. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's which... A, I should buy a globe. It's been a while since I've had one. You know, I have never owned a globe. Really? I had one when I was a kid. Like, I had... I, I think my parents had one, but it was, like, in the basement, you know? Oh. But, yeah, no, I'd like a globe. That'd be a cool thing to have. Yeah. Or maybe I'm going to put globe on the shopping list. Absolutely. All right. Man, now that we're talking about this, it's like, you know, fuck it, I want to get a globe. Yeah. Yeah, once I get a globe, things are going to be different. <laughs> That's what's going to turn it all around. <laughs> you know what's fun? Uh, one of those, uh, beach balls with a globe painted on it. 
I did have one of those. Then you can pretend to be like a god and like kick it. I had one of those, and then I also had one with Pangea on it, with like little diagrams of where all the dinosaurs lived. Oh, that's fun. I Although got it in the museum, like, most of it's blue. Well, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> one continent. Well, one mighty ocean. Yeah, well. You know what? Well, it cool. was good enough for dinosaurs, okay? <laughs> so if you're saying you're cooler than a dinosaur... I am not. I have never, in my life, and never will, claim that I am cooler than a dinosaur. That is ludicrous. Damn right. Yeah. yeah. No. I cannot compare. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So what have we learned? <laughs> dinosaurs roll. Yeah. Oh, no, no, what I was going to say, though. Oh, God, right. Okay, okay. Right, Africa. Right, right, right. Like everyone, anyway, we forgot. Anyway, oh, ouch, yeah. ouch. I'm not saying I'm not incorrect, though. Situation. Not incorrect, because, yeah, that, it, 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 people in general don't pay enough attention to Africa. Yeah. There's a lot of awful things happening. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. But so, like in any culture, there are practices around death. Correct. You know, surrounding death, uh, uh, honoring the dead, uh, burials, funerals, uh, you know, um, and what happens is, especially in the early days of an outbreak, obviously family members are, you know, consoling, you know, rubbing on the head, holding hands, kissing, yeah. you know, and then if, especially if it's like an open casket kind of funeral, oh, yeah. which is fairly common in, in African cultures. Is, you know, people can will go up and, like, touch the body out of reverence. Well. And the, what what always happens is, like, an international, you know, group of doctors will come and, like, desperately try to stop them. And it's always a, okay, this thing you always do out of respect for your, you know, beloved dead, you have to stop. Because we have to take this way and burn it. Uh, yeah. And that is, that has got to be just horrifying, you know, to oh, yeah. anyone. I mean, depending on the local religion and so forth, cremation yeah. might just be right out. You're not supposed to do it. You know? Yeah. And sometimes they do apparently disinfect and bury. Wow. And that always makes me nervous. Because, you know, groundwater. Yeah. No, yeah. That's, that's... Hey, who are we drinking? Yeah. Well, that's actually a, just a concern in general. We we save a lot of our dead people here. I'm pretty pro-cremation these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it's not just the diseases, it's all the stuff we put in the bodies here. I mean, I'm guessing that, you know, the uh, the, the funeral industry in, in whatever village in Africa where the, these outbreaks are occurring, probably a little less horrifying than here, just because it's probably just a matter of taking the dead person and burying them. Right. As opposed to the draining and embalming and sticking plastic screws up the ass so they don't leak. And, you know, all that, sewing the mouth shut and so forth. All of those are the chemicals that we pump into the bodies before we bury them. Yeah, Western body preparation is really creepy. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's done to make them, you know, not stink when people come in to see the, the, the funeral. Yeah. And, you know, you, and funerals probably take longer now than they did in the old days because, you know, people fly. You know, right. it used to be if you were on the other side of the country, someone died, it's like, well, unless the wagon can, can get me there tomorrow, eh, you know. And generally, you got a letter weeks after they were already buried. Yeah. 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 So, you know, nowadays you find out right away, you fly in there, but that means, okay, we got to wait a couple of days for everyone to show up. We have to plan shit. Yeah. And that means we have to take this dead person, fill them up with chemicals. And then you know, just put them in the ground, see what happens. We're going to find out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. 
Well, so, uh, yeah. you know, somehow or another, you're drinking somebody. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, yum. Circle of life. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> yum. That's true, though. I mean, well, you know. Sooner or later, our atoms end up somewhere. Listen, it's, it's, it's earth water, okay? Uh, to be fair, you're also drinking dinosaur. Well, I'm okay with that. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you too cool to drink dinosaur? No. No. Because, no. as we have established, we are never more awesome than dinosaurs. Yeah, so why should I be drinking those assholes? I should be drinking dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. So, ah, see? Well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we've wandered. We're wandering. I'm frankly done talking and thinking about Ebola until well, I inevitably get it. So. Yeah, well, that's all I know about Ebola. Yeah. So maybe in the future you know more about Ebola. Yeah. Maybe there's another chapter of this story. This is February 2014. Yep. And that's where we are. All right. Yeah. So uh, good luck with that, everybody. Enjoy your breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your breakfast. Shitting blood and burning monkeys. <laughs> This has been a production of the Beak Podcasting Network. Visit thebeak.org to learn more about this and other quality podcasts. Seriously, guys, so awesome. <laughs>